This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Grammy snubs. Grammy surprises. And Eric Church Tar Heels. You're listening to The Biz Table. Welcome to episode 77 of The Biz Tape Podcast, your all things music business and media podcast. I'm your host, Joe, with my lovely co host. Colin McKay. Colin, well, before we started, I wanted to say that I'm canceling the recording of the podcast because uh, Duke is actually playing in the. Oh Final yeah, Four. you know, and Colin, <laughs> I understand. You know, as a former North. Wait, wait no, where's Duke? Somewhere in I don't North know. Carolina, Do, South yeah. Carolina. <laughs> you know, you can definitely tell we're huge. I'm a big fan. Huge basketball. So fans. I'm going to cancel the podcast for that. I know you guys are looking forward to it. Yeah, but I've decided that it's better anyway. Yeah, we. I wanted to go with that bit. We might talk about this later. It involves <laughs> Eric Church being ridiculous. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just jump into it. Let's talk so, about it. I, yeah, maybe as a quick side note, we're definitely talking about the Grammys today. Mostly, but I just we this, saw this. this and it was we the most like, ridiculous thing I think I've seen in a long time. Like it's just hysterical. Yeah, we're gonna go right into it. But just so I can get everything, uh, we got our newsletter always below. We which comes out on Fridays and also comes with our playlist of the week. And we also have our socials at the Biz Tape Podcast at gmail.com, which I was just going to put the playlist here. It's one word names. So mm-hmm. all of them are names of songs. It cannot be like, you know, 
lovely Margaret or whatever. It has to be one word. And I have about 40 of them, which are all just one word names. So I guess if you're, if you're having a baby out there, and <laughs> this you could be just, your podcast. This could be, cue, cue up this playlist. It's just one word names. We'll and do you the Karen that, podcast later, you know, you can find, all the, yeah, all that. Uh, oh God, is there a song called Karen? I bet there probably is. is, but I bet like there's a real disconnect. I bet there's like, you know, fifties do up where it's like Karen. Yeah. And then now it's like, like fucking Karen. <laughs> get the fuck out my way you know like and there's probably a big disconnect sorry for all our karens out there um we love you we love you karen i love the k- people named karen not people who are karens uh, i'll yeah. put that as well, a message yeah. anyway sure. so let's talk about this fucking eric church thing real quick because i just really want to uh hit on it so eric church if you guys don't know is a huge country music star um because i know some of you guys are is experience in the country realm as Joe and I have been indoctrinated into a little bit. So Eric church, huge country star, um, play stadium tours, huge yeah, deal, giant. not arena stadium, tours. stadium, huge, huge, like a million dollar pr- production each show. Yeah, basically. exactly. Huge thing. And, uh, it, it's a big deal. So church had a show, I believe it was in Texas and San Antonio, believe it or not. And, Church basically last minute I was like, guys, I gotta cancel cancel it. We gotta cancel it. Yep. And you know, usually it's something like weather or a family emergency or you know, a safety concern. Now uh 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 he cited about him being a North Carolina Tar Heels fan. Uh he's a huge fan. Colin. A notable card that many artists <laughs> use every day to get out of to playing out shows. Of, you know, I can you imagine the promoter? They, they, they cancel the contract, right? There's no clause in the contract saying, if the Tar Heels go to the final four, we're, we can't, we're not going to play the show. Oh, God. And can ridiculous. you imagine the fine that he probably paid? So, yeah, we, I, and that's a huge talking point for us specifically, but I don't want to butcher what it is first. So first off, he said in a message uh, via Ticketmaster to ticket holders that – he was explaining to everybody. <laughs> Wait, can I can I read it? Yeah, sure. Okay, so <clears throat> to the church choir. <laughs> Boo! Already <at laughs> this that. this Saturday, my family and I are going to stand together to nice. cheer at the uh, on the Tar Heels as the team had made it to the final four. I I thought he actually meant like at the Tar Heels of the team for a second. And I was like, what? As a lifelong Carolina basketball fan, I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the years. But to have the matchup in the final four for the first time in the history of the NCAA tournament is any sport enthusiast's dream. Okay. All right. This is also the most selfish thing I've ever asked the choir to do. It is. To give up your Saturday night plans with us so that I can have this moment with my family and sports community. (laughs) However, it's that same type of passion felt by the people who fill the seats at our concerts that make us want to be part of the crowd at a game of this significance. I didn't realize he said that. That's so ridiculous. Keep going. Woody Durham always said... Quote, go where you go and do what you do, end quote. Thanks for letting me go here and be with the Tar Heels. So first off, I don't know if we'd let you do that if you were a ticket holder. Like, I don't think he got a bunch of people but were like, but Eric, what about the Tar Heels, yeah. baby? What are you going to do? Well, first off. You need to go. First off, maybe they haven't gone to the Final Four in so long because they're named Tar Heels. That might be a, the biggest 
Oh my God. There. Well, first uh, off, and a lot of these names are really ridiculous for sports teams, even to this day. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but I, I would like to point out as well, like everyone who got a ticket, at least through Ticketmaster, um, got their money back. It looks like, um, and or they, and they got invited to a, a free show, a free show for ticket holders. Yes. So not free. So not free exactly, but I mean, well, I guess it balances out, right? I mean, they got refunded, yeah. so now it's a free show. But didn't, but you would already have to be a ticket holder at that point. Do, would you? I think is well, that what it said? Here, let's figure this out real quick. I went while you look at that. I thought I wanted to look at the capacity for the AT and T Stadium where he was performing. So the capacity okay. for the stadium is around eighty thousand people. So if you think, and Eric sells out stadiums, mm-hmm. so I'm going to assume it's pretty close to capacity. It probably sixty. Minimum fifty mil minimum. Texas is a huge country state, so country Texas is a huge country. It's a huge they country. would like to think well, they're a country. For, I guess I shouldn't say that. If you're a loyal <laughs> Texan in here, you are a huge country. Anyway, <laughs> d- don't forget the Alamo. Uh, but uh, eighty thousand people are probably we're probably going to show up to this thing. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it, that's how many people he potentially let down, and so he could go to a basketball game. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Colin, it was the Tar Heels. Like, how could you pass up the opportunity? The you know? Tar Heels, people. Um, but yes, this next show, this free show, are for those who bought tickets to the last, to the San Antonio show. And so, they got refunded. Uh, yes. Uh, so they got refunded, and now this is a free show. So that's better than I thought it was, thankfully. But it it's still very strange um, at the end of the day because... <laughs> I, I think it's like, you know, what's funny is there's this guy who's um, who who talked about like him uh, canceling. And, um, you know, he basically was just like, I'd be a, a whiskey. The guy who's the writer for Whiskey Rift, his name's Casey Young. He goes, quote, I'd be upset if I made plans to be there. But I don't think you can really understand the significance of the game unless you're from North Carolina <laughs> <laughs> or the completely diehard. Uh, for any given team. Oh, yeah. So basically he's saying, if you're not from that state, you could never understand. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm torn because I truly see both sides. And if I had a chance to be at that game, I'd have my ass there no matter what. But if I, th- but I feel for all the thousands of people who were canceled on after booking flights, finding childcare, et cetera, just to be able to go to the show. Is this guy writing my points against this right now? <laughs> yeah. what like the hell? he's literally taking Eric's side, but he's also like, yeah, but it was shitty. This is a really <laughs> shitty thing to do. Yeah, I just I cannot believe he did that. There are people, and, and we have to think about it in a COVID, you know, ending situation too. Like. We're getting to the tail end, hopefully, of COVID becoming more endemic, right? People mm-hmm. have been waiting two years, maybe to see Eric. Yeah. And they were hyped. And Eric was like, guys, guys I know. fuck you. Could you imagine? <laughs> could game. you imagine? I just can't imagine having the level, I'm sorry, Eric, of entitlement to be like, I'm going to deny 80,000 people pretty last minute who have clearly made plans to be here. Yeah. And so I can go to a basketball game with my family. It's way different if it's like a health safety issue. That I would have been that. fine if he said, this is a big deal for my family. But the way he's saying it is he's like, this is a big deal for me and the basketball team, which is yeah, the basketball way- team. <laughs> they would think Colin, they wouldn't have been able to one win that game without Eric. 
being in the crowd. You know, it was really the blessing of Eric Church. Eric that. made those three points. <laughs> he did. He went up. He they were. He he was like because he's Eric Church, so he's like first. He's got to have first row, like you know, tickets. He's like, coach, coach, put me put, in, put me in, <laughs> put me in, coach. He's like, shit, I mean, he just canceled like, on 80,000 people to be here. Might as well. I, I, dude, this is a guy not to be fucked with. He does not care, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, I just am like, Eric, come on, dude. There are, like, I'm not a big Eric Church fan, but just I personally could not be in that sense to be, like, upwards of th- even 1,000, 2,000 people are yeah. coming to see me. And, and this is and a big gonna, deal could, to them. I couldn't do that to 500 people for a club show. To be to be honest, and like, look, it would be different if he was like, guys, mentally, I don't think I can do it. We have safety concerns. My family needs me. Those are valid I'm sorry, reasons, legitimate reasons, yeah. for taking down eighty thousand to it would 50, be like people's night. It would be for the nerd equivalent. It would be like, guys, Kirby <laughs> comes out tonight. <laughs> no, I was talking about this. I was talking about this. With someone, I said, just switch it with anything else if you're, like, super into sports and you don't understand my take. And you realize how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Like, if I was like, (laughs) guys, they're only doing two more shows of Kinky Boots on Broadway. (laughs) And my family (laughs) has been there since. (laughs) I love how you it's Kinky Boots. This is, I, I don't know what Eric likes. He could like this. Um, I, I, but I think like, Eric would love But like, you know what I mean? Like he could, you could put this with any event. Be like, guys, the Konami Yu-Gi-Oh! Championship <laughs> is taking right place now. in Nashville. And I need to be there. <laughs> guys, I have been a lifelong Yu-Gi-Oh! fan since the original Japanese dub, I've gone from here to 5D. Now, you know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm talking about. It's stupid. You know, if you were listening there and you go, I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense, guys, Colin. That's the point. Guys, the Whataburger in Nashville just opened, opened up. up. i got to get back. We have to go. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. I, we needed to riff about that because I just, I cannot imagine that. Like, also... The crew, like, I guess I hope they were okay with that. I, oh, well, I, to, as someone who's, who's been on a crew, I feel like crew doesn't care at the well, end of the day. Depend, they kind of get mean, a day but off. Think about it like this. Like if you were local, like you're a local guy, Hey, we need people to do load in for Hick church loadout mm-hmm. and you needed that money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that sucks. I know obviously that's a lot less people. And so you'd be like, yeah, maybe Eric doesn't have to be in charge of, you know, 10, 100 people. But, you know, what if the number was larger? Maybe like 50 to 80,000 people? Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't well, know. Well, and what's funny too is the routing. Well, I, I'm assuming, I guess, the tour routing wasn't impacted that much, okay. but it's like he has to fly back yeah. and all of that shit's just sitting there in the stadium. And then the other thing I was going to say is like, look, I get it. I'm taking my rose tinted glasses off. He rescheduled the show, he's giving the people money back. But there are going to be people that they go, hey, this doesn't work for me now. Yeah. I can't go. Maybe I can't get a babysitter or I 
I'm working that night or, you know, something like that. And they can't go. And then for the other people, it's just a lot of hassle for your fans to be like, now I have to coordinate going with Ticketmaster, getting my refund, going to rebuy the tickets, all this kind of stuff. So I just, yeah, I I mean, those fans uh, sure got what the kids say nowadays ratioed by Eric Church. I feel like, you know, they really, they literally got ratioed. Oh my in god! In situation, Do you, did you enjoy that joke? I I did. Okay, I good. enjoyed it so much. You saw my Thank face you. light up. Yeah, you. It was with... like Christmas morning. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. 
Colin, we got to talk about the most important thing. Uh, the Tar in the Heels won. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did, baby. Three points. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, you know what? Actually, second most important thing the Grammys, the 2022 Grammys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Grammys happened. Uh, a lot of big names were there. A lot of big things happened this year. And what was interesting was it was not held in L.A. as it usually is. It was held in Las Vegas, Nevada. Which is the first time that it's not been in L.A. or New York since 1973. Yeah, so huge, huge deal. But honestly, I think a lot of uh, music industry people were kind of looking at this um, as like, well, we'll see kind of how how this goes, you know, if it's going to have the same kind of feel. Um, and it did not have the same kind of feel, but I actually think it was an improvement over uh, years past, personally. Well, here's the thing, Joe. We did not talk about this before. I'm going to be disagreeing with you on that, oh. but we can keep going on that. Okay, okay. So, I mean, there was a lot of surprises we saw, and... I think we wanted to talk about some of the big events with it, especially since we devoted making two episodes about picks and all this kind of stuff, which I'm not really going to get in the nitty gritty of that. I mean, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more, but just some of the big things I saw and billboard actually made a thing of surprises and snubs mm-hmm. that I thought would be interesting to talk about. Um, so like Joe, you watched, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I was, I was struggling. I was struggling just like everyone else was of trying to find out what the fuck streaming platform okay. it was on. First off, pre-show. and then making a free pre-show. <laughs> Let's get over this. <laughs> People I saw, I was live tweeting the whole thing. So I was on Twitter on our, on our Twitter and people were going like, did the Grammys already start? Yeah. Never, they just kept saying that over and over. And I will say when you looked up, I was just looking up what time is the Grammys? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get an answer. Yeah, it was like, very complicated. I would get like weird stuff. And then they had promos that were like the Grammy starts at 530. But they didn't tell you in the ad. It just says Grammys 530, you know, uh, Eastern. But mm-hmm. they didn't say, oh, that's the pre-show. Yeah. So people were really confused. So I don't know who dropped the ball on that. But like when when I look up what time does the Grammy start? Like if you look up what Time does Euphoria end up on HBO every week? Eight o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. bam, we know what it is. But for some reason, no, we just could not get the SEO for that. Uh, and one of the biggest things that I thought we could talk about first, which is I think why people are like, did the Grammy start already? And I was shocked that this wasn't in the show, is that the rap album category was not in the show. Whoa. At all. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I, you know, I didn't, I... I kind of vaguely noticed that, um, but I thought, I, to be honest, I thought I might have missed it because, like, there was a good like quarter of the show that I missed. I uh, because like I just we couldn't figure out the fucking login. <laughs> it's so Paramount annoying, Plus. yeah, and that's and, another issue that I would like to go into. But uh, there's a whole thing where people were saying, "Oh, the Grammys must have started already because they gave out rap album to Tyler the Creator," mm-hmm. and I went, "Oh shit, they must have started that." That's really important as we go from more of a, you know, as we're out of the less rock focused world and we're more in this pop, hip hop and rap centered world that we live in now. Rap is a huge category. Yeah. So I was flabbergasted to know that that wasn't in the show. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? It is such a huge category. Everyone in that category has so much diehard fans with it that would love to see reactions or whatever, you know, going on with that and yeah. be hyped in that moment. And I really think 
they were purposely, after we talked about the Kanye West stuff before, dodging him like a lot. Yeah. Um, Was it to get out of like a performance maybe? Well, they already, well, the Kanye West reps confirmed that, said that he was denied to perform Mm -hmm. and told not to perform. And I wonder if they just wanted to skirt all of that, especially post Will Smith, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? on with this because what, like by post will smith you mean just like the slack having, so I having an was, interruption in the show yeah because i mean not to be like you know kanye would do this but he has a precedent of getting up on stage taylor i'm gonna let you finish mm-hmm. so maybe they didn't want to have a situation like that if he decided to show up or something and maybe they told him in advance hey we're not going to televise this or anything because he did win two grammys uh, for other categories, but it's just weird. I thought it was such a weird take to put in, especially, yeah. but I think it gets into my later theory later, but let's just keep moving on from that for now. So Justin Bieber was the bit, was one of the biggest snubs in the Grammys. I, okay. Okay. D- I is disagree. Statistically. <laughs> One of the biggest snubs. I guess so, but by to be statistics, fair. if you if you go by that, the man was nominated eight times. Or, sorry, eight times. So the thing that I think is crazy is he got zero. He got yeah. nothing. Not a thing at all. Along with one of my favorite things, that super censored performance we were talking about. <laughs> so he performed. If you didn't watch, which I have some data that suggests a lot of you didn't, um, that. He tried to perform his song, and I thought the TV was cutting out, or Paramount Plus was losing it, or whatever. And I found out later, they were just trying to mute his cuss words, but the muting was weird. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah, because like when, you're, when you're in those live situations, you have to hit the, uh, the oh shit button. Uh, and it basically just... You know, like we talked about in, I think it was literally the last episode. With the Oscars. Where, yeah, where you slam the button in it and it like takes out the audio of like the eight seconds prior or whatever. So the problem with this. So someone is, is like manually doing it. It's so much more jarring when it's a song though, as opposed to people talking. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like where, okay, what's hat? And then it'll be like the wrong section. Like it's the section he doesn't say shit at, but the guy is just sitting there sweating. Like, yeah. Oh, and God. there's kind of a delay <laughs> to it too. And so like I was sitting there and it like literally sounded like, you know, he go, I got Pete enjoy it. Like literally that's how it <laughs> sounded. And I was like, was Georgia censored? What's going on? But it was very strange if you watched it and people are like, I don't know, but we talked about it in that episode. We didn't think he would win anyway yeah. just because we didn't think it was strong. But it statistically is crazy to be nominated for eight Grammys and have zero. I honestly, if I was Justin Bieber, I would be a little upset, to be honest with you, because it's like you're just putting this in my face. you know. And a lot of yeah. people are going to be like, it's an honor to be nominated. It is. But if you're Justin Bieber, then you're trying to get wins. <laughs> You know, so moving to the most nominated person because Justin was second is uh, John Batiste, um, which was a surprise for many people because I think a lot of people went, "Who is John Batiste?" Yeah, and uh, which John Batiste, if you don't know, is the uh, pianist and band musician. Yeah, yeah, in um, the Colbert show, right? But he's a fantabulous musician, as we've talked about on the Grammy episodes, and we did like his album, Mm -hmm. but it was honestly. 
unprecedented to have him win album of the year. Yeah. And like, it's not a thing against John, by the way. I don't want to say that. Yeah. I, it just didn't, the album did not have that much of a huge social impact as opposed to a lot of the albums that it was up against. So I'm glad you brought that up because he beat, if you think about it in con in like context, he beat Kanye West, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, Billy Eilish, just to name a few of them. There are 10 of them. So, and Doja Cat, you know, like all these people, people who came out with huge, huge records releases. and, yeah. uh, like people literally were like, I don't know who this person is sometimes. And so I think it caused a lot of confusion for casual watchers, even people who are in the industry that don't know who John Batiste is. Um, but like, to be honest, I will say he gave one of the best speeches I've seen at the Grammys. First yeah. off, loved his. He had the same reaction that Billie Eilish had last year when she beat Megan the Stallion. Which Stan. is basically like, why the fuck did did she, I win? He this? literally, <laughs> if you go look at a clip of him, he, he like he looks around, and he goes like this, and he's like, "All right," and you can tell he's like happy for it, but like he's so did not think he was gonna win. But then he gets up and gives this beautiful speech, in my opinion, where he talks about he goes. There is no best music. I'm honored to get this, but I want people to know there is no best music mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And I thought that was great. And now that you brought up the album's like lack of prevalence compared to the others, uh, this album specifically, We Are, never got past the top 50 of the Billboard 200. Yeah. It was at number 86 at the top of the Billboard 200, which maybe will help people understand like the significance of how much less of a, you know, track, you know, album sales he was getting compared to some of these huge artists, which I think created a lot of, uh, a lot of issues when it came to people not understanding or having complaints about him winning. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I see you're looking up stuff right now. Yeah. I mean, you can just look at the sheer amount of streaming numbers. I mean, like, yeah, like he's, he's in the millions, but this is post too. We're not, yeah, this this is post after he won Grammy. So like people were definitely trying to like check it out and stuff like that. And he has like a couple, like obviously freedoms almost at like 10 million streams. I need you almost at 10 million. And like, you know, he's not, not doing numbers, but it is, it is just compared to like, Olivia Rodrigo's record. We could right? not get rid of that album. Like yeah, it was it in was, everyone's face. It and was literally look, everywhere. That shouldn't be the the basis to win the Grammys. It is, yeah, which, but it is so strange to see almost the critical side of the industry in terms of the voting after they made a whole snuff about the voting changing mm-hmm. to and allowing people to have more access to voting and stuff like that. Um to see that happen, to see that like it seems like oh we're still in this realm of possibility with the Grammys where, you know the underdog or the people think that you know, and the general public would go I have no idea who this is could still win a Grammy for the biggest category of the night. Yeah, can you explain kind of what the changes were? Yeah, we've voting? talked about it before, but if so, if you've listened to this, sorry, but basically. What they tried to do was is they had a lot of calls about these small little nominations committees, and they were committees that were designed. So there's a first there's a committee that's in charge of 
making sure that albums fit in the category. So like making sure that like a jazz album can actually be in the jazz category Mm -hmm. or the country album is actually a country album. And those already have issues with people making calls about that. People may remember that they disqualified like Casey Musgraves for being in the country category, for instance. Yeah. So there's already issues there. Anyway, it's supposed to go to a kind of general voting now where it goes to who's going to get nominated and then pre it was, there was a nomination committee and they would determine who would actually be nominated. And these were small committees. These were like 10, 30 people, you know what I mean? But they're industry people. They have to be vetted, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of a minority compared to like an open voting style. So they got rid of that. So there's more of a direct uh, relationship with the voting populace to actually, who actually wins. There's less of these small committees at play. Yeah. And so it would seem that you would think, well, if you're more popular and you have more of the populace voting on this, even though they have to be part of the academy in some way, then you're probably gonna then you're probably gonna have more of a winning. Yeah, you're probably gonna have a higher chance for albums that are more successful in general because you know, if you reach more people, then more people know who you are. But clearly and again, this is one example is that John Batiste kind of showed, no, not necessarily, you know, this album that was fractionally smaller than the other ones still won compared to these giant albums that were number ones, mm-hmm. you know, for multiple weeks. And that's the, that's, that that's such a honor for John first. I mean, like that's, yeah. that's crazy for him and I'm sure but, he was flabbergasted, but I don't know how that's going to go for the general public. Yeah, I, I think for sure there is still this disconnect that uh, everyday listeners have with the Grammys and like how they're operated with. Um, I mean, hell, even in the music industry, sometimes you know people get confused with how the Grammys are run, um, and they're just very much. Although they're claiming that they're becoming more transparent and a lot of that stuff, they still are kind of shrouded by this kind of like backdoor Well, I had to explain thing. that whole thing for like a exactly. minute. Exactly, yeah. Know? I mean, there's still like a lot of nuance that comes with it and a lot of like political sway that these basically uh, artists have to campaign for, right? So we can look at John winning at like just for the music, yes, but John could have also had an amazing campaigning team. Yeah. team and that like Grammy not, campaigning team. And I don't want to see that as like a doubt against John because I do like yeah, the music. I, I think and, he is very talented. I think he's a, an amazing performer. And personally, yeah. I think he did the the best performance of the night with Freedom. I thought that was the most insane setup of the night and like just the best energy. And I like, felt it looked also so the most cinematic. Yeah, I did I too. It didn't look it didn't look like TV, you know? Like yeah. it didn't look like and that was the thing, and we can talk about this too. Is I that was one of the things I had a problem with this Grammys compared to the old one. Is the old one from last year in the pandemic, because there was no audience, because you could kind of you know you're going from set to set to do this, right? It felt very cinematic. Felt like a music video, and I felt cool for that. But yeah. you could tell it was still live. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there were parts of this that I felt like production wise, felt like I was. So at best, sometimes I was at like a really nice high quality camera looking at live footage 
and at worst felt like I was watching from a phone at somebody's concert sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, and I, it, it doesn't have to just be camera work. I felt like it was an all around thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really liked Olivia Rod- Rodrigo's performance, for example. Yeah. Cause I thought it, she did a great job. I very, well, must be very fucking hard for being a brand new artist going, this is going to make or break you right now. Yeah. Well, I think it's also just stagecraft, right? That is, is so the make or break. That was kind of a huge thing, thing too. It's like, and, and that's a great example. It's like hers was like kind of a set in a car. With like, she was just, it had this giant, it had this giant LED screen. In the and the back. car was cool, but like when she got out of the car and she was just walking around, I was like, okay. <laughs> I did see it. Like we were watching. And the lights are going all crazy. And I'm yeah, like. But she was purple for like a good. <laughs> yeah. And I was like. <laughs> someone, someone I was watching with made the joke that she looked like the McDonald's thing. Um, grimace. <laughs> grimace. Yeah. But like, yeah, and that's like unflattering to her. And that's what it made it felt like a bad kind of the live, if that makes sense in some aspect. And that's what I felt for a lot of the show, to be honest with you. Um, And like it, it, and one thing I guess was a blessing of that pandemic show is it felt really polished because people were allowed to kind of do what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And maybe because of post pandemic, I've kind of had that shatter. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. 
anyway, moving on to another one. We got Doja Cat and SZA. Oh, my uh, God. What a wild So this moment. was a very contentious win um, because BTS was in the category for best pop duo slash group performance. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know about BTS, you're lying. You know who BTS is. <laughs> and, and BTS is a incredibly well-performed band. Yeah. But the thing with BTS is that they have really never been recognized by the Academy in any form at all. Mm-hmm. They've had two nominations, uh, one from last year and one from this year, and they've never got a Grammy ever. And they've, they've only had two. And this, this is a huge band. Like this is the band that brought K-pop to the world. They are the face of Korean music completely. And yeah. that's the thing that's insane is that they were only getting nominated for like one category, one, whatever. And especially for performance, BTS has such a high level of performance that a lot of people are like, what's going on with that? Not to go against Doji Cat and SZA, but like, that's why people were very upset. They're a very popular band and they perform extremely well, as you probably saw during the performance. Mm-hmm. I, I, to be honest, they had probably, other than John Batiste, like the most theatrical style. Yeah. They, so what they did was they, it was kind of like a James Bond, James Bond Mission spy, Impossible, which like, to be Strange. to be honest, it was like yeah, it kind of had that sort of cinematic thing. But I, I, I personally, in comparison to a lot of the other performances that they've done, and like compared to their music videos and stuff like that, I feel like the concept was a little bit more hokey. But I think it was also kind of trying to appeal to like American movie culture. It felt a little out of left field. I was like, yeah. I don't know what BTS has to deal with. But like to be honest, it almost felt. The really hokey concept felt like at its max because they're BTS performing. Yeah, and that's like they kind of lean into it, right? Like they they know it's kind of they were like talking to like, Olivia Rodrigo and which like all those kind of people stuff. on Twitter were going wild at that image because like I think people thought they were actually flirting, and it's like guys, there's a giant camera, camera in their face. <laughs> they're like it's a performance. So, yeah. Anyway, so Doja Cat and SZA end up winning. And first, SZA gets up there. Well, first, I think it's interesting is that Doja Cat gets up there. <laughs> she sprints up She's there. She's sprinting from the back of the crowd. And what I got to get the she line goes, right. She goes, she goes, I have never taken a quicker piss in my, my entire life. life. <laughs> Which is so Doja Cat, it's not even funny. But like, yeah, she got up there. And I thought it would be interesting to talk about Joe since we talked about it last episode with her potentially and still so far saying I'm still quitting. Yeah. Like what did you think of her demeanor when she was up there? Well, she did kind of, you know, Doja Cat. I love Doja Cat in so many ways, like especially just her performance art off of music, right? Because she is kind of giving this performance all the time to her fans of like, she's this goofy, goofy, quirky, like nothing is serious type of person. But you kind of, kind of, you kind of saw through that, towards midway in her speech, right? Where she, she, you kind of saw her a little bit and she was like, this is a big deal. And she said like, this is a big deal. Like, like this is important. Um, which is kind of big to, for, for Doja because a lot of the time she won't acknowledge, t- acknowledge the seriousness kind of like wipe it off and move. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Maybe, you know. So I think, I think that was kind of a big thing. Um, in terms of whether she's quitting or not, I'm still on the fence whether or not it's, it's a PR move that she's quitting and it's just going to be like her not actually quitting. But at the same time too, she is locked into a contract 
that requires her to perform and tour for, uh, I'm not sure, was it, it, it's usually a five contract deal, right? Usually three to five contract deals. We don't know for sure what her deal is, but, you know, she only has one album out, or actually, no, that's not two, true, uh, two albums out, um, mm-hmm. but uh, she has one more to go at least. You mean three to five album deal? Or yeah, talking, yeah, okay. for you like delivery contract. deals for record So, labels. yeah, I and I don't know. I mean, I, the other thing is, is like she could have that contract, but I don't know if she has a strict having to tour. She could just have a touring cut thing, but I'm sure the label's going to would do anything in their mind to make her tour. Um, yeah, well, she, you know, there was like a paparazzi person after asking her, like, I guess not paparazzi, but it was like e, e- News, right? That was like, Doja Cat, are you gonna are you gonna quit music? And of course, she's gonna be like, I don't know, you know, or whatever. But she she basically was like saying she was gonna tour, she's going on the road still, and like, uh, there's new music coming, and that's basically all she said. Fair. Um, so I think she's gonna definitely deliver what she needs to deliver to the label, but whether or not she's gonna keep at it. Who knows? I mean, we still don't know. It's her I mean, she could still do it, but maybe not in the same capacity that she did. I definitely think she's going to... I definitely think it's bugging her how much she has to work. Um, And I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy at all. Like, I don't blame her at all for it. I would 100% be for for her taking a leave for like three years and then Also, I was going to say is that a lot of people were confused why uh, SZA had a uh, crutches... And oh yeah, I I didn't know about that. I'm assuming she broke her leg or something. No, she look, she literally said she fell out of bed that very morning. Are you serious? Yeah, she said the oh morning of she fell out of bed. That which is so I was kind of like, okay, I was I was like that's really unfortunate. But I almost was like, did something else happen? <laughs> like, did something like did you fall really bad? Uh, I thought you were saying store? like was she hit by a car? Or was something? she hit by a car? <laughs> like, yeah, what? no, I don't or, know. Or I thought you were going to go into the direction of like Scissors faking it. I'm like, no, what? I no. don't think she's faking it. I just felt like I was like, man, like I almost want to be like, how high was your bed? Like, <laughs> um, anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, like that's why I was just like, what is it? Like nine feet off the ground? <laughs> anyway, I sleep in bunk beds every night. It's in my tour Sizzle, rider. Yes, yeah, it just has a bunk bed. Yeah, exactly. Everywhere it has a goes. race. It has a race car like comforter on the top of it. Um, I thought it was interesting going back to kind of the rap album deal with like them not putting it on TV at all. Yeah, they did do the rap performance category, mm-hmm. and they gave it to Baby Keem, which I was very excited about, um, and really liked. But I did think it was one strange to have the performance there, which is kind of going into my yeah. Why is the performance there and not not the album? The album, like, yeah. and that's kind of the, like, for instance, the country album of the year was given to Chris Stapleton, but they didn't do the country performance. So I felt like they were like, yeah, trying to go like it felt like they picked and choose like who would be less confrontational in some ways, mm-hmm. but like that's kind of what I think was weird about it. And Chris did a pretty good job as he always does. But Chris Stapleton does country at a different level because he does the one thing all successful country people do, which is that he goes, he grows bigger than country music. Um, he like people who like, who don't like country music, like Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to point out he did perform. 
uh, no, I'm talking about the performance category. Oh, oh, he gotcha, performed. Gotcha. He performed at you know, I'm an eminent so cold. You know, every time. But like, <laughs> wow, uh, that sounds. Is it Chris? Is that you? Yeah, right. And he, that's my interpretation. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, he did a really good job. But like that, what I think is uh, weird about that is just like the picking, choosing of it. Yeah. We got to uh, speaking of picking and choosing. I don't know whose idea was it to be like. Guys, let's take these little underappreciated categories and put them on during the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, I don't know who's you're talking optics. about. Are you talking about the performances? Yeah. So they yeah. did a bluegrass group. They did a like a, a Latin yeah, Billy, group. Billy Strings played. Uh, they did uh, a uh, contemporary Christian group. And I was like, mm-hmm. so you really wanted to show it to everyone. But, they, you but really they cut they cut it mid song every time. Yeah, it was always like an in between thing, and they they had them on the roof of the what was it the MGM to physically separate them. Yeah, of which the was, same place. Which to me, it's like <laughs> which I, felt I think visually. I think they needed like a shot of Las Vegas, right? And that's the reason they did it. But I I really do think like as an artist, I would be kind of like fuck what like. Especially Billy Strings, man. He's so fucking good. As a performer, you want him to perform on the main stage for everybody. It just felt like, okay, we'll let these people play here and so we can show that we really care about this, but we don't. Like, that's what felt really weird. Yeah, it just, it felt like a tear thing. Physically separate them was, I feel like, a really big deal. Not to read too much into it, but it's like, obviously, I know what you're doing. You're re-upping the yeah, stage. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to get. <laughs> you're not going to be able to sit at the Grammy table, basically. Well, I know what you're doing. You're at the also, kids' table. It's like you're, you know, getting that Olivia Rodrigo's car onto the set and putting all this stuff, getting John Batiste's all stuff up there. You know, I know you're doing all this stuff, getting somehow Lady Gaga two bands yeah. to. Uh, be all the way up there, which is insane from a crew perspective, which is why I tweeted about it. But like, yeah, I, I just felt like it was, if you wanted to give literally a visual example of showing how these other categories are visually and also seen in the Grammys separated in importance, you put them in a different place and then you cut them off with commercials. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, come on, man. Like I would, I would rather you guys just go, Hey, we're going to just like, Hey, Lenny Kravitz, we all know who you are. You're a cool dude, (laughs) but like, we don't need you to perform. Like everybody knows who Lenny Kravitz is Yeah, (laughs) and be like, we're going to give a category that's not really shown that much a spot here to show that we actually care about these other categories. I I guess so. But I do think like, you know, people, people would be, I, more upset if they didn't get to see like the really big artists perform. That's fine. I, d- I do think that but is one, something. One, you couldn't do one minor category. One, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean they they could have at least let them finish their freaking songs right. and then cut to commercial. Which, by the way, oh my god, I so we gotta bring every this up. year. I always because like no one fucking watches commercials for the most part, right? Like they're embedded in all of our media now, but like we don't sit there and watch cable commercials anymore for the most part. Uh, and every single year, I'm always so disappointed with the sheer amount of commercial breaks that completely interrupt the flow of the show. And it's something that 
I don't think they nece- I don't think they need to do one anymore. If and, you're paying for a streaming service, you should not be paying for commercials. Yeah. If you have Paramount Plus, yeah, do I, not, like, you why, should not be paying for commercials. Exactly. That sh- no other thing does that other than the only things that get away with that are sports sometimes and other stuff and you it should just not be allowed well it's the live aspect right like you're getting the you're paying for the live viewing of a sure but but it is like it's just so disappointing every single time but like i personally have a huge thing and this is like my greatest thought with the grammys and we can kind of go into this the grammys have been so present looking and it's so obvious when you look at stuff. Here's the first example, the cable shit. There is so many barriers to get to watch the Grammys. Yeah. Incredible. Like you have to either get Paramount Plus or have physical cable. Yes. If your fucking viewership is down and people are having a tough time even wanting to watch it. Why would you, you make it harder? You need to lower the barrier of entry. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you need to. And so that's just that's just like part they need of the to be evolving. having they need to be having a deal with like Hulu. I like want Netflix I want like a Netflix or a Hulu to go. Here's forty million dollars. Here's sixty eighty million dollars. Give us their contract for this. They have their well, contract up in CBS in twenty twenty six. Oh, I want them to go away. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be the be- the best decision for the Grammys for sure. I want that. I think it is time because here's my big thing with the Grammys, like with that present thought, they went on a huge tirade after they kicked out Deborah Dugan as the CEO and Harvey Mason Jr. came on and the pandemic. And when Harvey Mason Jr. did his first thing, obviously it was the pandemic and they were like, we're getting, we're just already trying to conquer the pandemic. But then they went on a huge thing about the voting has changed and we're making it more inclusive and we're including all these things and we're updating the Grammys and it's not present. And that's the thing that I honestly think detracts the most from it. The cable thing is one thing. Another thing that I noticed is that I think if you even look at the winners of it, you can see the older bias of people when it comes especially to the main categories. Mm -hmm. Think about the main categories right now. So first off, you have John Patisse winning Album of the Year, Silk Sonic won Record of the Year and Song of the Year, and then Olivia Rodrigo won Best New Artist, which was our pick, and everybody knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So I just knew Olivia Rodrigo was going to happen. She's the most explosive name. Fine. The three other ones, great artists, love the music, but think about what kind of music it is. It's older styles of music. Yeah. It is older retro styles of music. There, and then what else did they do? They cut out the rap album category completely, mm-hmm. which is a newer facing market that's growing bigger by the day. Publishers are trying to buy up rap publishing as the new way for the future and all that kind of stuff. They're just looking at the present. That's the whole thing with it. And that's kind of my big takeaway with the Grammys is I feel like they're not doing enough of these initiatives to really prepare the Grammys to be in the future. And if you want the biggest example of how it's not working, the pandemic had the Grammys at their lowest. And here, I'll give you, just to show you the other awards, the Oscars and the Academy Awards, which you know you can say about the Oscars, they had a huge thing from the Will Smith thing. That's fine. But the Academy Awards didn't. The Oscars had a 54% increase in viewership. The Academy Awards had a 74% increase in viewership. The Grammys, a 1.4% 
in, in viewership. Wow. Which is that's in pretty, a margin of error. That's laughable. That's an that's an error of like people who were sick that night, people mm-hmm. who were, you know, had to work. Well, well do you think it was stuff. because they moved the Grammys back? No. This year? Do you I don't think it is do that it? at all. I think I, I agree with you. Um, I think I think the, it was the lack of marketing. I think, I think the that marketing was, a huge was thing. bad as as well. I think if and but like to be honest, you can't market that. What is the point of marketing the same old, same old? You know. Well, yeah. The only the only commercials I ever saw for the Grammys were on fucking like TV in a restaurant, <laughs> and like you should. I didn't see one single Grammy ad on TikTok. Not a single one. And that's like a big thing with it that I think... Like the music platform TikTok, there was no Grammy right. ads. The biggest platform for... <laughs> for music. Joe and the I one are that's in the target audience for <laughs> music-related TikToks. No ads on TikTok. Nothing. That's what I'm saying, is I feel like the Grammys right now are just... You know, I gave them their due diligence. I really did. I said, look... You want to look forward thinking? That's fine. That's great. I'm glad about the inclusion. I'm glad about the you know opening up the awards, making it streamlined. Mm-hmm. But this is your night. This is your chance to prove that. And you didn't. Like it felt like I was watching from five years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? When it was still on the decline. Now I will say I'll give them props is that Grammys specifically seem to have made a very big impact into moving in towards Latin music. And mm-hmm. I have seen that, and I am awesome. I'm glad for that. Like having, you know, Bad Bunny of last year, for instance. and um, Bad Bunny. You said Bad Money. <laughs> no, I said Bad Bunny. No, you said Bad Money. Bad Money. Yeah. Dude, I'm pretty dude. sure. I mean, I could be gaslighting I'm sorry, right is now, Bad but... Money a name? Uh, I mean, bad prob- money. probably. No, I could no. be deaf. Maybe I'm, I'm deaf. Bad Bunny. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, having more of those Latin artists in this Grammys was great, but it just felt like, you know, such a, especially with the whole smaller artists being physically separated and played during commercials, it felt like, wow, you're really not changed at all. Yeah. And I just cannot give you all that due diligence Grammys. Like I've tried. Yeah. Like, and you just showed me more of the same. And well, let's, let's talk about some of the things we did like though. Yeah. Um, cause I, I do think we, we are kind of just like, fuck you Grammys. Well, uh, which you know. like, there's a lot of issues with the Grammys for sure. But some of the things that I personally liked were, um, I think the, uh, I think the setup of having people kind of in tables, um, instead of just like a full like theater situation, uh, kind of helped the vibe a little bit more, especially with those like Comedy bits and kind of like in between transition. Yeah, I thought Trevor Noah was good. Trevor Noah is a good. I mean, he's always a solid host. You know, he's very unoffensive, and I feel like for award shows, that's kind of what you want, especially you know, especially now. I think award shows after the Chris Rock you know, thing or like Amy Schumer. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But um, also, uh, I think something that I liked as well is I loved having uh, backstage workers and music industry professionals introducing acts that are coming up on the stage. I think that is so important, especially for viewers who aren't in the music industry to show that it's not, these are not like these people are famous, not because of them. Right. It's because of the team behind them. Right. And I think that's so important. And especially they were really hammering on with like live 
performance uh, professionals because of how hard like live performance has been the past two years, mm-hmm. right? I think that's such a huge uh, and impactful reason uh, to have them on the show. Uh, it was interesting. You can definitely tell these people work behind the scenes. That some of them had a, h- a hard time. They were very nervous. I mean, to be uh, honest, that's I mean, such I would a be difficult. Sh- I would yeah. be shitting my pants. Like, <laughs> Hello, and they did a great job. Bruno Mars. I'm yeah, like I would soul, literally, you know? there's a reason we work backstage, right? And not in the limelight of everything. But um, yeah, I'd, and I will say, I I think all the performances were pretty solid. There wasn't a single performance that was like, that I... I saw that I was like that the was the only one I atrocious. would say is was kind of bad and it wasn't his fault this Justin Bieber because they literally just bleeped uh, well, 90% yeah, of it. But I mean a lot of that's on him for for you know doing it. I will say I do think that is another thing with like if they move to a streaming platform can we finally perform the uncensored songs please? Because it's always it's always the worst to to do the radio edit song, right? It interrupts the flow of the song. It just doesn't mesh well with the audience people get pissed every single person i i sit next to watching the grammys we're always pissed about it right it's it's not a good thing um so i do think you know i'm I'm shitting on the grammys again but um, not forward looking anyway uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean I did, I, I did like you know i don't want to be all negative but like the performance was really good i did i specifically liked the uh remembrance kind of section oh that was um, so good i literally ben platt. Was, it was ben platt and leslie odom jr and um cynthia and uh oh, who's the other one uh let me remember rachel his, his remembering is googling yeah I got right rachel <laughs> ziegler that's what it is We're um, very professional yeah, i mean i don't want i want to get their name right i thought it was really good but they did all the you know steven songheim kind of songs and you know it was i i, I was actually like it didn't feel hacky. Usually, like you know, yeah. the when we remember thing felt really hacky. Yeah, it almost um, feels like uh, like the in the eyes of the, the 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 animal cruelty ASPCA. Yeah, Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, which like which I guess works, but <laughs> can you imagine if they got her to do it? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it's. It, it felt actually really good with that. I was like, oh, this is actually like, like I feel very moved by this. Mm-hmm. Like actually. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought uh, that they, was. And it was, it's so refreshing because th- those are the perform right? Like popular music, people don't really realize, but a lot of popular bands and popular acts and stuff, they're not like trained musicians a lot of the time right yeah like sometimes the backing band but a lot of lead acts and stuff like that they just kind of fall into songwriting classically trained yeah classically trained and and sometimes it's a breath of fresh air when you have a performer that has everything down right and they're up there and they're just just demolishing it's so everyone it was it was so good because like you know that i will say you know classical training like that is underrepresented i mean the only thing the grammys could do better which they did with other acts is cut it off with ads in the middle of it and then go back to <laughs> coming back to it yeah um or better yeah go see a d- in double ncaa the, basketball game. game yeah <laughs> but yeah i i think i think the grammys were self-served like they did this to themselves and i asked everyone over in the poll because i was just like you know i kind of check in with the grammys because it is a big deal at the end of the day it still is a big deal like i would be honored to win a grammy 
And I think it would be sweet, but I get why people are not represent, like don't feel represented by it either from, you know, the music or like actually by the people who are voting for it or any of those kind of things. And so I basically got straight to the point. I said, do you think the Grammys represent the best of music? And 90% of you, this is like one of our most mo- vo- voted polls said, no. Yeah. I said, no <laughs> and as that well. is such a, <laughs> such a big problem, mm-hmm. like insanely big problem. And it's it's a it's gotten to the point where I think now personally I don't think the Grammys could ever come back from. I'm like, kind of there with you a little yeah, bit. I I think what they re- well they're not going to do this because there's less money to be had here. But what it really should be focused on is the industry aspect of it instead of the popularity aspect of it. So, but they're not going to do that because it, it's what rakes in right. money. And, and I talked about this in the newsletter with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Dolly Parton running out of rock and roll people over time because rock and roll becomes less prevalent. Mm-hmm. What could they do? They could honor lesser rock acts, right, who are less in the forefront, but they don't want to do that because that doesn't get people's attention to donate to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. What gets people's attention? People who are famous, like Dolly Parton, who's not really that much of a rock artist, but we're going to put her in there, and even Dolly says that. Yeah. So, like, kind of the same thing with the Grammys, where it's like, could we represent, you know, some of these people and really shine a voice on some of these genres that aren't, you know, shown as much, and people behind the scenes, and even people who who were great artists who never really got their due diligence in the first place? They could, but they want to get that ad revenue, baby. Yeah. And so literally they will be willing to cut off great artistry with a giant ad in the middle of it. Yeah. So, uh, but like the, I do I saw kind like of 800 Toyota Tundra <laughs> right. like ads, dude. So many of I them. I just think that at the end of the day, the Grammys shoot for something, man. Just try something crazy new. Like, Time throw out the rule book. Yeah, I will say the pandemic Grammys was the best one that I've seen. And it was because it was so different. It was very low viewership, and I think it's because the branding of the Grammys has suffered so much, but it was interesting. It was very interesting. And uh I I just the kind of thing that I think is that I think the Grammys just need to try something crazy new. Like just throw out the whole book. And I get it. It's scary because you have all these industry professionals that at this point are the people keeping this train alive. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that are like, we've been doing this for 20 20, years. So we got to do it this way. But if you want the Grammys to have any prestige whatsoever, it's time for extreme monumental change. And I think it comes down to a, a number of issues that I've said before. And part of it is looking forward. Yeah, And I think it is including... For instance, categories such as the rap category that is becoming the most prevalent type of music in the world. Like, I'm sorry, it is. And, uh, you know, going as far as going to more streaming. And there's a lot of issues like that that are huge and could be addressed. But if, you know, you're sitting at your job at the Grammys and are like, I only got five more years of this. Am I going to be the person that causes me to have a shit day for the next five years when a bunch of industry people get mad at me for changing stuff up? Nah, I'm just going to get my 401k and leave. You know, like, <laughs> so that's what I, the only thing I'm worried about. But yeah, I'd say try it, man. Try something crazy. Like, I, this is the time you're at your lowest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we have the Grammy program director here listening, please, please give us something fresh, new, something that, you know, because at, at, at this moment, your target audience of, you know, 50 plus year olds are, Gonna start going away soon. 
and you need to find a place in our age and range I guess and lower. The last thing I'll say is you guys do have a monumental challenge because at the end of the day, one of the biggest things that propels these award shows was the gatekeeping and the financial struggle that was to make these mediums in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like when you made a movie in 1980, yeah, you made a movie. Like that's a huge deal. When you got a movie in a movie theater and everybody knows about it, huge deal. You cannot and, do that. And to, now it's just so much cheaper. It's so much cheaper in everywhere else. But even in the Oscars and Academy Awards, it takes so much more money and backing to do that. But mm-hmm. to make an album and put it out takes way less. So you've diversified the pool and people are listening to more music than ever. So I get it. You have a category of people that are insanely hard to please because there's so much music out there. And everyone's so segmented Because all the garden walls have been destroyed. Mm -hmm. But that's why the Grammys even needs more updating because the industry has fundamentally changed. You know, to be honest, I I sense, and I, I bet this conversation was had in Spotify CEO offices, the Spotify but award? I feel like Spotify would have an award ceremony, hundred yeah, percent. I think I think that would. I I honestly do think there is room for competition to come and sweep away the Grammys. Oh, I think it could be. I think it could think be vast, vast like competition if somebody came and tried to really rent like renovate the space almost. Like mm-hmm. let's do an award Freshen show, but let's really like try to make it more modern and live, and you know actually have more of a balance of different acts and all that kind of stuff. I think it's, it could be huge. Um, I, I do think too, the thing that really handicaps the Grammys is the family aspects. For some reason, there's this like, it, it really does come down to like the censorship thing. And like, even like, I love Trevor Noah, but even Trevor Noah's jokes being so like bare minimum, right? Like when it, when it comes to like offensive level and like stuff like, like they're not willing to try something new because they want it to be appealing to, they're trying to appeal to every demographic. And I think because of that, they're, they're failing to achieve any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I, agree. Yeah. I, I do think having a dedicated place where you can actually be performing the songs as they are performed and, and and creating a situation that cannot be created elsewhere. Yeah. And doesn't 100%. feel censored in that way. So, yeah, anyway, that was her big Grammys tirade, I guess, until next year. Um, yeah. Until I can yell at them again. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Well, I guess we should uh, do our own Grammy Awards here. Uh, Ray Collin, we should talk about some of the music we've been listening to. Yeah, so um, I, I, uh, well, uh, first off, I I will say we did predict a lot of Olivia Rodrigo, and we only got one right, so I will hold us accountable as well. (laughs) So we got one right, but we're going to. We're going to move on from that. Um, but yeah, oh my God. I think our phone, my phone has been super listening to this conversation because <laughs> yeah, all my stuff is, is all 2022 Grammy <laughs> recap. You know what I'm Joe, go first. I got to like scroll through yeah, all no, this. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, I am listening to Willie Hopkins' EP, On the Way Out. Um, amazing artist. He's still pretty underground. I would definitely check him out. That's W-Y-L-I-E-H-O-P-K-I-N-S. Willie Hopkins, amazing artist. Um, I also uh, listened to uh, Tyler, the Creator's uh, Call Me If You Get Lost album, which I think is, it's kind of a, you know, a lot of people enjoy that album. I wouldn't say it's a sleeper album, but I do think like it is one of the pinnacle points in his songwriting career. Um, and it, it's just, it's something that I loved just listening how how much he's grown and he's even acknowledged it in the album, like his songwriting and his maturity level and 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 how he's dealt with fame and and kind of the moral dilemma that comes with it, right? Um, And also an artist named Allie, A-L-L-I-E, with uh, an album, Maybe Next Time. I've not stopped listening to this album. I've been, I've literally been in uh, a touring van just like on repeat with this record. It's helped me go to sleep. It's helped me feel good. It's helped me do everything. And uh, yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, I've been listening to, first off, I was listening to Sweet, uh, Sweetest Pie, which is Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa. I do really like that song. Uh, I went on a thing on Instagram where I'm like, I figured out why I like this song. It's because it's the Running Man song, basically, because it sounds so similar, which is the... Um, the I run 10,000 miles and... Is no, it that that's... One? Uh, I, I, I'd run 500 miles by the Proclaimers. No, uh, um, yeah. No, that I was listening to, um, uh, what is it, Ghost Town DJs? Yeah, and it's uh, it's the running, at night, I think of you. 
You know, that that was a big vine back in the day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like that. But uh, I also like, I was listening to actually Rex Orange County, speaking of uh, Tyler, the creator, because he has a feature on that song, Open a Window, mm-hmm. that I really like. Um, and then one that really fucking just made me die laughing because I found out about it from uh, Linus, from Linus Tech Tips. The only reason he mentioned it is because Linus has a shout out in the song, but the song was really good. And I was like, hello? Like, I thought this was just going to be a jokey thing. It's it's called Still Beat by uh, Mom Boys, which is like M-O-M-E Boys. And the reason why I, I really like it is it's just very like... Uh, Kind of reminds me of like really 2000s like club like rap a lot of ways, just a little bit less obnoxious, you know, not screaming all the time. Mm-hmm. But the reason why it got mentioned on there, which I think is so funny, is he goes, I got some manners. I can't double dip. She gave me brain. That's a Linus Tech tip. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Whoa. that's so fucking funny. When Amazing. people put meta references like that, it just kills me. Yeah. Like, and so especially like with music and modernizing it, you know, one of the things I will say that's dangerous with music is like putting too many you know, present metaphors and stuff because it will date it. But in the moment we live in, if you put a metaphor in there that's like in the time we live in, then it's like, man, we got to live it up now before it becomes not relevant anymore. Like there's a Discord reference in that. That would be like me like eight years ago being like, going to hit this girl up on Skype. <laughs> gonna hit this girl up on uvu <laughs> you know <laughs> you know like just being like okay on my pager i got a text <laughs> got my aol up and ready for my email strong and steady no <laughs> oh god this is bad i don't want to rap anyway <laughs> thank you for getting past this part <laughs> guys thanks for listening to the biz tape your all things music business and media podcast we really do appreciate it. Again, we got the newsletter down below for all the stories that couldn't fit in today's show. Probably going to talk about some yee going yeah. on. Some yee and some yaw and some uh, yee and haw. Him and haw and, <laughs> <laughs> and yee and haw. Oh, no. boy. <laughs> but uh, you can also rate us on wherever you're listening as well. There's usually a little star icon. You can uh, go to the top of our page. If you, you know, if you're so inclined to leave a little comment, leave a little message for us, we'll uh, or if you want to read this, it. Yeah, podcasts are the only place that you can get the nostalgia trip of having the YouTube ratings out of five stars yeah, still. Yeah, thumb up this video. You can give us smash one Smash that like button, oh, baby.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 